the volume. What's up, everybody? Alex Monaco here. Thank you for watching the Moneyline Monaco podcast on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. We are live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wherever you get your pods. We are on Amazon, AMP, streaming Monday through Friday, making picks, making bets. It's us first, the books. I'm trying to win with you. So come follow me at Moneyline Monaco. Let's win together. Here we go. Just a reminder, you can catch me recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with me in person while I'm recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow me at Moneyline Monaco to get notified when I go live. Laces out, Dan, Miami Heat on a Sunday. I could not be more fired up right now. Welcome in. To a lucrative, firing on all cylinders, Miami Heat, Vitamin D, Vibrant, Moneyline Monaco pod on the Volume Sports Network. Alex Monaco joining you absolutely fired up. Just thoroughly enjoying myself on Heat Island. I believe last night we got delivered a little bit of Jimmy Butler Big Face Coffee. I believe we got a nice little live out eating steak. Fish, all you can buffet, enjoy Collins Avenue, Miami Heat spread. I keep going. I keep going. I am sitting here going against my entire company like a Sunday night football. Everyone have their game picks. Not a person on our network, not a soul in the land outside of my humble money line Monaco backers, my AMP supporters. Goes a very long way, but hey, leave it to the gambler to give you the truth. You can sit there and you can tell yourself whatever you want, Jerry. I have called this entire NBA playoffs, emotions aside, to a T. Just to remind you, and yes, I will pat myself on the fro, I turned $233 into over 11000 on the Heat and the Nuggets meeting. So yes, anyone wants to clap me, you like the Lakers, you like the Knicks, yeah. I got a slick, quick shirt on because I host a show on MSG. I'm from Southern California. I'm a Lakers fan. I support my teams. I did believe those teams were going to get there. But the actual practical decision that is paying off on such a beautiful level right now is that this Miami Heat team not only deserves to be here, but we're sitting, pending what you watch, what you listen to, first take, undisputed, Danny Patrick, go around the room. The justification right now of of Denver Nuggets backers is actually borderline laughable. Somebody put $100,000 on the Nuggets to Hogwarts Gryffindor sweep. Do we realize what we are watching? And again, I don't think anyone does yet. I double Costanza dipped at over five to one on the Heat to win this game one. Now, let me remind you, Denver did what they were supposed to do in game one. Teams coming off over a week off, 17 and five against the spread in the playoffs after the first round. Teams coming off game sevens in the game ones since 1988, 33 and 53 straight up. This was an automatic borderline. 
Game one Nuggets win. But what did I tell you on the herd? Moneyline Monaco pod brought to you by volume over the weekend. I said everything that should have happened happened, but there were some in the weeds things that if you watch the game of basketball or you bet the game of basketball, you saw value in number one. And Draymond Green pointed them out, and I'll get to him in a second. And the first thing that I saw was a Miami Heat team that won a second half of a game one that they lost. I told you it to your noggin verbatim. This was a Heat team that was certifiably up Mount Everest in that game one, but to come out in that 8-0 fourth quarter run, win the fourth quarter by double digits in game one to solidify a little bit of identity going into a two-day break. And I encourage you, implore you, watch the press conferences. You will learn a lot about this series and I, I'm a 10 years in the daily meditation guy. I grew up with a Jewish father and an Italian Catholic mother with Buddhist beliefs. We did stand up once upon a money line Monaco cup of coffee ago. We will do it one day again. But the point is, I meditate. I visualize. I sat in nature all weekend. And I was hammering with an Aaron Judge gavel, the Miami Heat. Because, because the combination of what happened in game one with what we saw adjustments wise throughout the playoffs with Miami. Now, this is what's going to be fascinating as we have a little Broadway intermission going into game three. What is Mikey Malone going to do now that he's not in the Cheech and Chong Denver altitude and he's down in the Ace Ventura hot Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle 305. And yes, indoor, not outdoor. So it's not going to be a hard rock stadium advantage, but we're talking about a Denver Nuggets team. It was above not even a game. They were two games below 500 on the road. I have something here for you. We are going to shatter, shatter NBA Finals history because a sub-500 team in the Finals, under 500, has never won a ring in the three-point era. And both teams are under 500. But this is what's fascinating about what we watched last night. Denver, and again, I watched nine programs this morning. All right. I thought JJ Reddick's takeaway was excellent on first take. Fundamentally, Denver has to sit here and make an emphasis with this day off about off ball movement. The passing lanes, Jokic, you saw his assist output. Clearly, Spolstra and the boys and the fourth quarter zone was really the biggest Costco sample of what we saw. We are talking about a Denver Nuggets team that had Jamal Murray shut down thanks to Jimmy Buckets. Kevin Love inserted in the lineup covering Gordon and secondarily a defensive scheme that shut down a significant amount of open looks on the perimeter mainly. But in addition... Jokic gave you over 40, and it felt like a Colorado Rocky Stadium half that game. Do the Denver Nuggets fans know they're in the finals for the first time in 56 years? Are they aware? Because the West is not going to allow them to get back next year. This is their shot. This is their shot. And so, yes, you sit here, and are we saying, oh, we let Jokic cook, and that's the only reason the Heat beat them? No, the Heat beat them. 
for numerous tactical strategic we just saw you on a call of duty map reasons they had an unbelievable defensive adjustment and game plan going mainly into the fourth quarter they had next man up mentality which oh by the way i'm not selling anyone on that that is a bag of goods that's been sold to a Milwaukee Buck, New York Nick, Boston Celtic Theater near you. They are the epitome of next man up. I heard Gabe Vincent chopping it up with Barkley, Steve Smith, and Shaq after the game. Shaq's asking, does it bother you that nobody believes in you? That everyone's even calling this a fluke win again? He couldn't have said with more ethos, pathos, locos, with conviction, with belief in his Gerald Butler 300 Russell Crowe gladiator heart, which is in every one of these men on Miami. We don't give a damn what anybody thinks. It's three more, baby. Jimmy Butler exits Denver with a three more shirt. I'm telling you right now, if you are not making your betting adjustments in this game, you in this series, you are going to lose a lot of money. Now, I made a significant amount of quiche in game two. I doubled, tripled, quadrupled, dipped. I got Miami plus 630. I got them at 12 and a half at one point. But let's, let's really talk this out here because if you're sitting here saying, oh, Gabe Vincent's not going to do that again. Duncan Robinson's not going to have a timely couple buckets to get him 10. Kyle Lowry getting fouled from three. All these little things happening. The unbelievable fourth quarter run, which, oh, by the way, is two for two. When we're coming down to Belichick crunch time, two for two. Miami has embarrassed Denver in the fourth quarter. Embarrassed them. They were lucky in game one. They didn't wait so long to bury the jugular. But this is, this is the culture. This is why they're hashtag heat culture on Twitter. Because Caleb Martin has gone G League in the last two games. G League. Jimmy Butler, yes, he had timely buckets down the stretch and had 21. He had a very quiet game one. And we're talking about a couple key pieces. Struess went 0 of 9. Struess went what I would go if I was still playing competitive basketball against other NBA players. Ofer. Ofer. But he came back, and I, I forgot which athlete said this. Who was it? it? Was it was talking about Doc making strategic plays for DeAndre Jordan back in the Clippers day, getting players, specific players involved early. Spolster calling a set play for Struess to hit that three pointer for the first basket of the game, and then him cooking with four. Guy hit four threes in the first quarter, six to one odds. This was a guy who couldn't hit the net two days ago. So this should be scary hours because Gabe Vincent isn't going to give you twenty plus every game. But guess what? Caleb Martin ain't going to give you three. Kevin Love, who came in and was paramount, six and 10 is going to rock your scheme. So you have a combination of shooters on this Miami team that are not going to go cold multiple games. And then you also have what I've said this whole time, which I, I think we could say after two games as we, as we decompress, the coaching edge goes to Miami. I'm sorry, M-squared, M-N-M, Mikey Malone. You're a great guy. You're a great motivator. You are a great coach. You are not better than Eric Spolstra in this series. We've already seen it through two games. How about this? Where does the depth go? If you're sitting here right now, Christian who? Christian who? 
Jeff Green is close to collecting his soup plantation sizzler early bird special for dinner. That's how old Jeff Green is. And I love the guy. But you start going after six lads in this depth chart for Denver. And you say to yourself this morning, uh, how do you do in Monday? That Jokic gives you over 40 and it didn't feel like they were even in the game. I'm dead serious. Except for that second quarter burst, Miami controlled the tempo. Miami controlled the pace. And if we're talking about a street fight, if we're talking about a boxing match on pay-per-view, if we're talking about a Conor McGregor octagon, I don't give one lad, one adult man, a Denver Nugget edge in this battle. And that's what I seemingly am taking away as the biggest swing and miss on national television, on these sports broadcasting shows, on these sports radio shows, period, point blank. They're selling you a bag of goods. They are... the. The national media on this series, Miami wins, and I truly believe they're going to win this series. Go to Cancun. Take six weeks off. Maybe consider a Shane Falco replacement. This is going to be a collection. And again, I'm the only one on volume, and I love my coworkers, but I'm the only one that took Miami. My guy, Sean, my guy, Matt, me, that's it. Everybody else is wearing Denver Nuggets sweatshirts. It is what it is. I live. I live. For the world against the money line Monaco Island. We live for it. This is motivation. First of all, it's all in good fun, but we are talking about our pocket. We're talking about money. So the other thing here is if the coaching edge goes to Miami as we're in intermission and the depth goes to Miami and you, you simply cannot tell me otherwise, you simply through two games cannot sit here and tell me Denver with a week off and a rest advantage and home court has any of those first two. Now we're talking about a Denver team under 500 on the season in a must-win scenario because if they go back to Denver down 3-1, it's over. It's over. It's over to the point where I will send anyone in the comments section some C's candy. This is how bad it's over. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Denver isn't capable of making adjustments. That would be an asinine hypothesis. They will, to Reddick's point, to Barkley's point, they got to figure out off-ball movement. Now, Michael Porter Jr., I saw this Nuggets team a couple times in person. Great guy, nice guy. Got to be honest, skinnier than Gumby. Not a guy that want, wants to go over the middle and take a lick from Ray Lewis, a.k.a. Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. Michael Porter Jr. is skilled to the wazoo. He's not going to impose his will. He's not going to out-physical you. I have bigger calves than Michael Porter Jr., he also didn't have a great game. And this was a game where everybody's staring at Michael Porter Jr. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray's getting covered by a top five defender in his 30s off a caffeine high of his own coffee. Where are we going? What are we doing? This is what I said to you. Can Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell Pope step up? Contavious had a bubble experience in the finals. This is what I told you before the series. Where will experience and where will the veteran prowess kick in here? Truly. So we sit here as we look to game three, two and a half point line. What do you know? Miami underdogs. Plus 120 at home. You got to be kidding. Another gift from the gods. Now, Last time the Denver Nuggets lost a game 
They lost the second one. This is a team that went into Phoenix with Devin Booker, with Kevin Durant, and a bunch of 2K77s, and they lost back-to-back games. Isn't this worth mentioning? A team that averaged 118 in the playoffs through this point hasn't cracked 110? Is that something at home to sit here and sit and, and, and sit, sit and say to yourself, that might be a little problematic. Now, where in yesterday's game, in Sunday's game, did we see positive Denver moments? Because, yes, Jokic scored at will. Go ahead and take cupcake twos, eliminating three-point shots, and play our chess game. You want to get good quality shots in the paint? That's fine. Do you realize Denver took less threes than Miami? Go back and look. The last time Denver took less attempts than their opponent, game for game, tit for tat, against the T-Wolves, the Lakers, and now, and, and of course last round, or second round against the Suns, and now the, the Heat. So 17 for 35, only four more threes. Let me double check. To game one, then game two, correct. Four more Miami threes, 12 points, 12 points. Efficiency, way up. What was the other thing I told you? Now, this is where <laughs> I, I absolutely know a guy who knows a guy. I have been betting half of my life. I have just been trying to get half my bar mitzvah money back for half my life. I have learned this game through losing. Two free throws for the Miami Heat in game one. Was was borderline criminal. That that should have been a misdemeanor. Uh, I'm dead serious. Two free throws, two attempts. It was not only the lowest amount in the history of the NBA Finals. It was the lowest amount since the '80s. And I simply sat there and laughed at that discrepancy. So then Miami gets 20 free throws. They go 18 for 20 in game two. They give you more assists. They had less turnovers. They even lost the point in the paint battle. And they still won the game. So here's my question. If Jimmy Butler takes the task, which we all know the real dogs, the real alphas, the real leaders would do. Old school though. Almost OOs with it. Take on the number one challenge. Because we know there is a mismatch in the paint. And period with Jokic. Zeller can try. Bam can try. Jokic is going to get his points. He's going to get his stats. Now, the big win was four assists. Huge win. That was a combination of blocking passing lanes, giving the Joker something cupcake, but not allowing him to get other players involved. And that is his biggest asset. The Pillsbury Doughboys, number one thing that he does is hand out cookies to everybody once he bakes them. Everybody gets a Pillsbury Doughboy cookie in the world of Nikola Jokic. Not yesterday. And what happens when he eats all the cookies? Not only does he become festively plump, but we're talking about an imbalanced team. We're talking about my guy Ben Stiller at the end of Average Joe's, Average Joe's Globo Jet. We're talking about 
a large man eating only for himself and no one else feasting. That ain't Miami. That will never be Miami. And now you're sitting here saying Jamal Murray at 18. He even had a double-double. He had a double-double. Michael Porter Jr. decided to not play basketball. And we know Aaron Gordon at this point in his career is lucky to be a 15 and 10 guy. I mean, he's really more of a 12 and 8 guy. He gave you 12 and 7 in game two. So where are you going to give me in the comments section a Nuggets edge right now? I'm, I'm dead serious. I still cannot believe you're getting over two to one. I've already drank in the juice, baby. We are weeks past the Miami Heat culture juice. It's me. It's Ocho Cinco. It's Lebetard. It's Nick Wright. And it's my money line Monaco backers in the amp chat. And that's it. I don't see anybody else on the Miami Heat. Even after game two, it's one game, Alex. It's one game. No, it isn't. That was everything. That was the series. What was everybody saying? Four wins in six? Impossible. Can't do it. Won't be done. Now what? Now what? Now what? Ladies and gentlemen. So multiple things for Denver to figure out here as they go down to a place that is hard to focus. Miami. And if you don't think the kitchen sink is going to be thrown, you could call it a Denver Nuggets DM. You could call it a complimentary this down in Miami. Good luck, Denver, with your focus down in the adult Disneyland. I wish you nothing but sun, cocktails, lack of focus, and a bunch of Miami Heat players living rent-free in your noggin. Max Struess gives us 14. Kevin Love inserted in the lineup. A gorgeous 6-10. and 10. Duncan gives us 10. Kyle Lowry gives us 9. We had a quiet game from a couple of key players on this club, and they still won. So as we debrief here, and we have a couple of days off, we now have home court advantage. Home court advantage, first to four, three games in South Beach, two in Denver. The next two are in Miami. Denver is a lackluster road team that, oh, by the way, hasn't even been battle tested. Miami's been through the ringer. Miami is Rocky Balboa of this tournament. Denver is Shooter McGavin. Sitting there with a tied around sweatshirt around their neck. Bah, bah, shooter, Jokic. No one can touch our altitude. Who is that? Happy who? Happy Gilmore? I'm telling you, I've never felt so vindicated after a win and so confident that the entire room is wrong. We've never seen it. We may never see it again. An eight seed. Shout out to my 99, Larry Johnson, Allen Houston Knicks. This team, there will be a documentary about. And the only time I faded them was against my New York Knicks. Outside of that, bulletproof, baby. Much love. Appreciate everyone. Subscribe, rate, review. Rock with me. Again, it's not about me. It's about us. I want you to come with me. It is me. You. And the rest of Ocean's Eleven taking down Terry Benedict at the books. And I got the Super Bowl wrong. I refuse to be a double 
finals 0 for 2 after I go 2 for 2 last year. We will win this tournament and we will get a volume sports trophy because I am the only one sitting here still on my end. The volume.